Discover the hidden Israelite ancestry of some of the most powerful nations on earth. Watch as scripture unveils the terrifying future of America and Great Britain as revealed through the sabbatical and jubilee years. Discover the identity of Assyria and its role in this final jubilee cycle. Learn of the pending judgments that are to be soon poured out as a result of transgressing the sabbatical years. Sighted Moon. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Joe Dumont of SightedMoon.com, and this is our very first podcast. Podcast. Very first one. So I want to welcome you to it. Um, and introduce you to us if you haven't heard of us or listened to any of our videos or uh, radio shows that we've done in the past or read our newsletter then welcome you're in for a treat <laughs> we're going to shock you with the reality of the Bible and and what's going on in the news today every day and just stun you with the things that are going on and how close we are to the end of this age so about me a little bit as this is our first show, and uh, I'll get to introduce you to it. If you haven't, go to the sightedmoon.com, sightedmoon.com, S-I-G-H-T-E-D-M-O-O-N.com, and you can read our newsletters there, you can watch our videos there, you can order our books there. I used to work pipelines, and seven days a week, uh, out of town, and was building a career to be a pipeliner and a pipeliner foreman. Um, we had about 10 men under my my uh, authority, and then I became a superintendent. I had about 250 men under my authority there. And we're doing pipelines throughout Ontario and down in Quebec, Montreal and uh, Quebec City in Trois-Rivières. It was on one day, um, working out of town, that I, on my way to Ottawa, that I heard this radio show talking about the 10 lost tribes. And I was doing my family tree research at the time and I couldn't figure out where they went. And so I tuned into the show just to stay awake. And the, the next day at work, I heard the show again after work. And it got me interested. And I wrote away for the books about the United States and Britain and prophecy from the Worldwide Church of God radio show. And that got me started to learn a few things. Later that fall, uh, my wife and I were staying in a cabin up north. And on the TV comes this guy, Herbert W. Armstrong, and he starts teaching about uh, something. And I sit up and start paying attention to what he's saying and wondering, you know, how can I prove this guy wrong? Because I really wanted to prove him wrong. So that began an intensive study of day and night trying to prove the Sabbath not to be relevant. And at the end of that time, even though I was steeped in the ways of this world, I had to admit to myself that the Sabbath was still relevant, was still provable from the New Testament, and that we should be keeping it. So that was all that fall, all that winter in 1982, and I started attending the Worldwide Church of God in Toronto in just around Passover time, 1983. And then I got transferred down to, to Montreal 
and was working down there again we're the seven days a week but now i'm starting to keep the sabbath so i'm sneaking away on on saturday starting my crew up and sneaking away to montreal to uh, to work and, and each time we did that the the crew blew something up they blew up a water main or a hydro line or a major bell line and they shut down one quarter a half or three a third of trois de Vier each time they did it and I almost got fired over that and I told my boss what was going on and he looked at me like I was absolutely insane and then the next week we got a memo going out and in that memo it said that we're no longer working seven days a week we're gonna be down to five days a week and I was stunned this is what God's doing for me? Wow. Anyway, so shortly after that, I learned about the, the Holy Days when I started attending the church in uh, Montreal and uh, learned about them and started to try and keep them. And I remember my very first Feast of Trumpets was the very first feast I ever really kept. And I still remember it. You know, cool, crisp fall weather at Mount Royal. Mount Royale, and uh, it was a good good time. I learned a lot. Anyway, I stayed with the, the Worldwide Church of God until 1994 when they started to act and and return to the ways of this world, and uh, I left them. Then I went on my own for seven years. I went back to working seven days a week uh, for about a year, and I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't figure it out. So I started studying, and everything that I was told that I had learned was wrong. Or I was told it was wrong. So I started studying and not using any church literature at all. Just the Bible, encyclopedias, historical books. And I started to see if this stuff was true or not. And I, step by step, I proved everything that I believed in to be true. I wrote them down. These are a lot of the articles I now have on my website. But I proved them all to be true by using the Bible, by using encyclopedias not by what other people said. And then 2011, 9-11 happened. And uh, that scared me. Something's going on. The world's blowing up and I don't know what to do. So I went back to uh, the United Church of God, which is one of the many offshoots of the Worldwide Church of God. And said to the pastor at that time, I said, if I see you doing something wrong, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to keep my mouth shut like I did last time. And he said, fine. So when I started doing that, they started to get a little nervous about me and uh, well, they sort of asked me you can to come to church if, if I would stop talking about the Bible. Well, I'm married to an unconverted mate, so if I can't speak about the Bible at home, then I go to church to speak about the Bible. But if I can't speak about the Bible at church, what am I doing there? So I left, my feet left, and I followed my feet. And we... Um, started up our website at that same time. We started up in 2005, just piddling around, but then we started writing newsletters in 2006, I believe, or 2007, I believe it is. Six or seven, I forget now. And uh, we began teaching these things that I couldn't say at church, and I began saying them on the newsletter, and the newsletter grew. I don't know how it grew, but it just grew. And we went from, uh, I was so happy when I had 100 people listening or reading my newsletter. Now we're up in the thousands, tens of thousands, and it keeps growing. Um, 
if we had, we're on Facebook at sightedmoon.com. We're uh, we used to have a couple radio shows and they've gone by the way. But these podcasts are are the newest thing and I'm excited about them. They've been around for a while. I just haven't had the technology or the know-how how to do it. And I still don't. Um, the person who helps me on the website and helps me um, with all this stuff is James Ralph. And he is my technical advisor. And he helps put this all together and keeps it going. And the reason you're listening to it is mainly because of him. So I'm in great um, debt to him for, for doing all that he does to keep us going. So I thank him tremendously for that. So this is where we are now. This is how I got here. And we just started teaching, you know, a little bit each time. And then people started telling me, you got to put this stuff into books. And I was saying, you know, I've never written a book. And I still, I still dig ditches. I still run a backhoe and digging ditches even to this day. So that's what I do full time. And I do the writing after work and on the weekends. And now I'm going to do the, 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 the podcast after work and on weekends, maybe even at work, because I'm able to do that. But here we are now in 2017. And this podcast is being made just a couple days before the uh, new moon is to be cited for the either the first or the 13th month. We don't know yet. But here we are. Here we are. Those books were published from newsletters. And those books are stunning people because nobody can prove them wrong. And the main thing that I'm excited about, the main thing that I keep talking about over and over again, is when is the sabbatical and jubilee year? When are the, uh, the holy days supposed to be? And once you know these things, and you know when the sabbatical and jubilee years are, prophecy is revealed to you. You have to understand the Holy Days in order to understand prophecy, and you have to understand the Sabbatical and Jubilee years in order to understand when this happens. Christians always come up to you and say, uh, no man can know the day or the hour, therefore you're a false prophet because you're saying the day and the hour. Well, yeah, Yeshua said, no one shall know the day or the hour. But Paul says, we're not ignorant of the seasons. We're going to know the seasons. And why do we know the seasons? Because we know the Holy Days. And Christians don't keep the Holy Days, therefore they don't know. No man should know the day or the hour. There's a euphemism or a Hebrewism for the Feast of Trumpets. Yeshua is coming back on the Feast of Trumpets. But Christians don't keep the Feast of Trumpets because all those things were nailed to the tree. They, they don't understand it. Therefore, they're ignorant of this stuff. So we teach these things. We teach about the Holy Days. We you know we're going to go through them one at a time, piece by piece. We're going to go through the Sabbath and Jubilee years. We're going to answer all those questions. And if you have a question, write it in, and we'll try and answer it on the show. One simple question. Don't give me a sermon. Don't give me a big, long spiel. One simple question, and I'll answer it on the on this podcast. If you want to record your voice, I'll try and figure <laughs> Okay, I'm going to try and figure it out how to get your voice from this computer onto this program. But we'll try it, and we'll see what we can do. I'm going to try it here tonight for the first time, too. I've got a something I want to talk about here as well. Again, it's current events. Current events. So that's what we teach. That's what this website's about. And these end time prophecies, you know, we've been saying stuff 
since 2005, 2006, 2007 that no one else is seeing. And we've upset a lot of people. And now some of those people are coming back and starting to listen to us. We're not doing this to gain fame and fortune. We're doing it because when you see the sword coming, you are obligated to tell people there's war coming. You have to warn them. That's Ezekiel. You know, that's what it says. So that's what we're doing. We're just warning the people there's a war coming. The sword is coming. And we're about to enter that fourth sabbatical cycle now. And in that fourth sabbatical cycle, well, actually, there's, there's five curses in Leviticus 26, and the fourth one is the sword. So that's the one we're in now. We're about to start. So tonight I come home and uh, getting ready to send the newsletter out. It usually goes out Thursday evenings, and uh, it's released to everybody Friday morning. That gives the people who do the editing a chance to, uh, to do the final edits on it because, you know, they know something I can't spell. So that's that's why they do that for me. And I thank them for that, Laura Smith. Um, but I'm on the radio or on, watching the news tonight. And Global News comes on. And they have a little spiel. And I'm hoping that you can hear that. I don't know how to transfer it over. So I'm just going to play it and let you listen. It's about two minutes long, a minute and 52 seconds. But I want you to listen to this. Because I was quite stunned when I heard it. Dan reports Vancouver's mayor is doing all he can to prevent Graham from taking the stage. Court is endorsing sin. And that's what uh, homosexuality is. It's, it's a sin against God. Anti-gay, anti-immigrant, anti-Muslim. It's, a, I believe, a very evil and very wicked religion. It's how Franklin Graham has been described by his critics. But the Christian evangelist has thousands of supporters in Vancouver waiting to hear him live next weekend. Uh, everyone is concerned and everyone is uh, uh, on edge about this. City officials, including the mayor, met with organizers of the Festival of Hope on Wednesday, urging them to cancel Graham's appearance. They say his values are not in line with Vancouver and are concerned about public safety. People pick up on these things and that would be looking at him in, uh, as a man of God and then go to see what he's written about and then find this and kind of uh, rhetoric. Hi, Donald John Trump. At the inauguration of U.S. President Donald Trump last month, Graham, son of famous televangelist Billy Graham, was in the spotlight. In Jesus' name, amen. Despite the mayor's gentle warning, organizers of the event are not backing down. They say they understand the concerns, but they have no plans to remove Graham, who is the headline speaker. Franklin Graham uh, is not inciting hate language. He's not coming here to incite violence. He's coming here to simply present a gospel message of hope. More than a thousand people have signed a petition protesting Graham's visit. But the city is powerless to do anything to stop it because they say they don't own the arena where he will address his followers. Romina Dea, Global News, Vancouver. So that's the story I've seen on the news tonight. They're, they're making Franklin Graham, the son of Billy Graham, out to be a bad guy. Why? Because he tells them that homosexuality is 
LGBTQ is sin. You know, we go to Leviticus, uh, sorry, we go to Isaiah 5, verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And this is the times we're in right now. We've been talking about stuff happening. We've been talking about the, the coming Islamic control of the world. And when I was saying it, there wasn't an ISIS. There was an Al-Qaeda, but there was no ISIS. There was no invasion of Europe when I've been saying this. Now it's happened. And Islam has taken over Europe. It is an evil religion. And Franklin Graham says that. And they are castigating them. They want to crucify them for doing this. And that's why they don't want them in Vancouver. This is the time that we're in right now. You know, it's hard, like, I find it hard to believe. I find it extraordinary that in my lifetime I've seen so much change. And my life is so short. But here we are, coming up to the middle of this 120th Jubilee cycle that we're in right now. This middle of this Jubilee cycle, there's a lot of things that are going to happen. We're going to explain that later on. So far, this is just an introduction. And today's news caught me off guard. I did not expect to see that today, especially about Franklin Graham. Today, or yesterday, Donald Trump reversed Obama's order for transgendered bathrooms in public schools. Yay! Somebody's finally got enough backbone to stand up and do what's right. But that order to, for LGBTQ, transgendered, uh, rights, both uh, Canada's Prime Minister Trudeau and President Obama brought that in because they got that from the United Nations and human rights. So people are using these human rights to force this evil way of life upon the rest of us to accept it. And we're going to talk a lot more about that as well. We got, oh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, if any of you know me, you know I got a lot to talk about. But we got tons to talk about. So this is just, this is just one subject that's come on today's news. And I'm hoping that I can do a little half hour programs on this each time something comes along. Uh, four times a month, five, six times a month, whatever moves me to do it as we go to explain these things. Now, the other interesting part about this is we've asked other teachers to come on board with us. Excuse me. Uh, James is going to come on and teach. We sent James to Africa to uh, bring the Sabbatical Jubilee message to Telesphore, Bishop Telesphore. Now, Bishop Telesphore has taken that message and he's running with it. He now has... I believe the last count I had was 212 pastors now teaching it throughout Burundi, Rwanda, Uganda, Tanzania, and uh, there's five countries, Congo. And now he's writing to the, the kings of uh, different countries there and the president. And he's trying to introduce them to this stuff so that they can prevent their countries from falling into another drought, another famine, and another war, another outbreak of deadly diseases 
and Africa has these things happening to them all the time because they don't obey. So Telesphore is doing that, and he's going to be coming on here and doing the show in three different languages. We also have people down in the Philippines. Brother Leo. <coughs> he's coming on there, and him and uh, um, Pedro and Leonard are going to be doing the teaching of the Torah and the Sabbatical Jubilee Cycles in Filipino. So I'm excited, and we may have some more come on there later. If you've got someone who believes in this stuff, who understands it, who wants to teach it and speaks a different language, tell them to call us up. We'll, uh, we'll have a listen. We'll have a talk and see if they're, they're going to help us promote this message or not. And we'll put them on our podcast here. And you can listen to them. You can take your choice of who you want to listen to just by going to our website and, and scrolling through the library. And you'll be able to hear these different messages. Now, there's a few other things. James and I did a, a little survey the other day, and we counted all the donors, monthly donors, who donate between $5, 10 15 20 30 and $50 a month or $100 a month. We have 15 donors, regular monthly donors. Those are the people that we can count on every month to help support this message. Now, this podcast, this um, servicing that we, we're doing here is going to cost us, uh, right now it's costing about $50 by the time we get on to TV and radio. Um, that will be down the road a little bit. It was, it's going to cost us just under $100 a month. The website... You know, again, and all the stuff that we have to pay for and upkeep and maintenance, it costs us uh, a couple thousand dollars a year. If we were to go to Africa to speak over there in some of the countries, it's going to cost us tens of thousands. When we went to the Philippines, it cost us 10000 we uh When we were going to go to Africa, uh, it was going to cost us 36000 So we could sure use some help on a monthly basis then I could afford to pay James, and I could afford to pay Laura, and I could afford to pay anyone else who's helping to do this work. But right now it's all volunteers, and it's hard to, hard to get people to, to do stuff when they don't have to work another job like I do to pay the bills. So we're looking for more donors. And if you believe in this message, we're not looking for $1,000. We're looking for $5 a month. $5 a month, a dollar a month. As long as we can see it coming in monthly, we can plan our work. We know what we can do with it. And those who give uh, one-time donations, we thank you as well. But we can't plan on that until after we have received that money. So that's another thing to keep in mind here. We're doing a lot with very little money. We're doing a lot with very little. And for those of you who are helping, thank you so very, very much. You know, it, it says in the Torah that you receive a the reward of a prophet when you help a prophet. So I thank you for that. I want to read another scripture here before we go. 
we're going to try and keep these down to about a half hour. So we're going to you know, just hit the highlights and get to the point. And then you can go and do your own research afterwards. I don't want to do all your homework for you. Uh, Proverbs 26.2 As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. The curse causeless. That means that a curse doesn't come unless it has a just reason for coming. We teach you about the curses of Leviticus 26. And we teach you those curses because they follow in seven-year patterns and they follow the sabbatical of Jubilee cycles in Leviticus 25 that people don't keep. So the first curse is terror. And we had 9-11 take place at that time. Terror. And then we had the war on terror. And now we've got terror, terror, terror all the time. And in every country around the world where terror is predominant, it's an Islamic country. And everywhere that Islam goes, terror follows. It is what it is. I can't change the colors on this zebra here, the stripes on the zebra. The next curse is severe weather, extreme weather. And we have that happening all around the world. Right now, California is being flooded out. We have extreme weather all the time right now, everywhere. A little rain cloud can just make an inland tsunami as it did in uh, Australia here not too long ago. Then the next curse after that is disease, epidemic. Well, during that cycle, we had the Ebola outbreak. We also had SARS, swine flu, bird flu, H1N1, H7N1. All these variations of bird flu. But Ebola was a big recent one. And then the fourth curse is the sword. And it's the one that starts right after the sighting of this moon. But we also see these things in here. There's other things happening. And, and Islam is dominant in Bible prophecy. They're going to dominate the world. That's end time prophecy. They're going to dominate the world. It's a prophecy that Isaac gave to Esau. So then the fifth curse. You know, fifth curse. Nobody wants to hear the fifth curse because they, they turn off the radio. That's when you're going to eat your children. That's when you're going to be so hungry, you're going to eat your children. You're going to die of uh, disease in the cities when everyone con um, gathers in the cities. And you're going to die of the sword in the country. And Ezekiel talks about everybody being removed out of their place. But those who are rebellious will not come into Jehovah's place. They're going to die along the way. So we got... <laughs> We have a lot of cheery news to bring to you. And we're looking forward to doing that. We want you to understand. We want you to understand why this is happening. All these things are happening because people won't obey Jehovah. They won't keep the commandments. They have excuses for not doing it. There's a whole Bible of excuses. More excuses for not doing than what's written in the Bible for doing it. And they throw away the blessings that you could be receiving, which in Leviticus 26, the first 14 verses, 13 verses, tell you the blessings you'll get if you obey. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to my very first podcast. And I want you to consider the things I've said and look forward to, to future ones that we can listen to together and discuss things together. Um, I'll figure out how to have people on here and do interviews at the same time. So we're learning, we're growing. Please uh, forgive me for my, um, my my mistakes I'm going to make. But I ask you to discover the hidden Israelite ancestry I ask you to bless of some us. of the most powerful nations Listen on earth. To us. And I thank you for all the help you've given discover us. Discover the identity of Assyria and its role May in this final jubilee you. cycle. Amen. Learn of the pending judgments that are to be soon poured out as a result of transgressing the sabbatical years. Sighted Moon. For articles, videos, and updates, visit sightedmoon.com.